Welcome to the Say I Do with Sue wedding podcast. I'm Sarah Kate, your host, and today we'll be talking about families. So today might be a little bit touchy for some people, I think, and I'm sure we're going to hear some stories, but today we're talking about families and weddings. Oh, where do we start? (laughs) So families, we love them. We sometimes don't get on with them. Um, Come on, let's be more direct. We love them, we hate them, you know. This is the way it is. Love, hate with families, isn't it? That's your words, not mine. (laughs) They're my words. (laughs) But, you know, they usually do play a part in our wedding dates, whether that be positive or negative. And today we're going to talk about some of the things that have stood out over the years, I guess, or some some pointers and tips Mm. that may help you on your wedding day. So the first one, First question for you, Sue. Do I have to invite every member of my family to my wedding? Only if you are absolutely insane. (laughs) No, come on. That was just a joke. Look, how big's your family? Are we talking about an Italian family here with, you know, 30 cousins and, you know, 15 nieces and nephews? And what do you call your family? Because sometimes people say, well, family is really just my grandparents, my siblings, and maybe a couple of aunties. Mm -hmm. But then if you've got a family like my partner who has a Dutch family, his parents alone, I think there was 14 or 16 siblings. Yeah. So his family is so ridiculously huge, it's insane. So you need to identify, do you mean immediate family? Do you mean the whole family? And quite often you'll say, well, look, mum, dad, I don't really want to invite all of my cousins and nieces and nephews, but then you've got to go to war with them over it. So family's a very, very difficult situation. What do you get the choice on? And if mum and dad want to overrule you, well, maybe mum and dad need to be paying for the whole thing. Because I've got this thing that if parents aren't contributing at all to a wedding, I don't really think they have a lot of... um, right to contributing their thoughts but I get brides that say my parents are paying for the whole wedding and I'll go guess what that means they're going to get a lot of say and if you're going to take all their money that goes with it yeah I would agree in that regard it makes it really tricky whoever's paying the bill gets a fair bit of say I think that's just I didn't we didn't google that I just think that's a fact of life with anything as well Mm. yeah that's 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 the thing and as you said, who you consider family might be different from who they consider family. And to the older generation as well, like a lot of them have really close friends and you might grow up calling their friends aunt and uncle and then... You haven't seen them for years. I know, but your mum and your dad hang out with them all the time. So they're expected then to be at the wedding. You know, there's lots of different, different things in that regard. That happens heaps, Sarah, because... What will happen is I might have a bride say, oh, you know, like, you know, that sort of tell you everything. I've got to invite that, like someone I haven't seen for years and years, but they're like best friends and they pay bridge with mum and dad, you know, once a week. But I've got like a best friend at work that I can't invite. Because of that. Yeah. Because of that. that so, whoa, tricky. tricky. Yeah. Family stuff's tricky. Said it was going to be a doozy episode. <laughs> So can I not invite distant relatives? As long as it's not going to cause a huge family blow up and your parents are accepting, yes. It's also, I think, that 
that same thing goes with, you know, inviting children to weddings. Like quite often couples will say, I don't want to invite children. Oh, and then mum will say, well, you have to invite the nieces and nephews and then this one and that one. It's, there's no rules, but it's tricky navigating through this. Like you're always going to upset someone. How much is it going to affect your relationship if you upset them? You might say, well, I don't really care. Or you might say, I have to invite 10 children now because I don't want to upset people. Yeah, it just makes it tricky. And I think that this just comes back to the whole tone of the podcasts. Do what is right for you because you're never going to please everyone. You are always going to upset someone, no matter whether you've got the best intentions in the world or not. There's always going to be someone unhappy. So it is your wedding day. So you should focus on pleasing you and your fiance. Yeah, agree. Yeah, that's my opinion. What if I haven't seen a family member for years? What do you do then? Let's just also add to that to spice it up a bit. What happens if they're like your favorite aunt or uncle or even like a third cousin twice removed that is a family member and you stay in contact with them, but you haven't seen them? Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I do. I feel as though... People that get invited to your wedding should be people that are regular visitors in your life and stay that way throughout your life. Mm -hmm. You might have an auntie and uncle, you might be 30 years old now, that you have not seen since you were 12 years old. Where do they fit into... You don't even know them. You don't. Mm. Whether you're related or not, you don't even know them. But you've got a very best friend who's by your side and got your back and has for 10 years and you can have a parent say well you have to invite auntie and uncle and not not your best friends if they're not relevant in your life why are they relevant at your wedding that's that's a fair point and that this is where parents will push oh because we don't want to upset anybody well Okay, you pay for them to come, then I think I'd be saying. If you want those 10 relatives to come, then I'm not saying I don't like. I'm saying I don't know them. And they'll go, oh, haven't you grown up? Because they haven't seen me since I was a kid. Maybe you put up the money for those extra people. Is is that an outcome, you know? I, I think that could be a fair outcome. But what do you do then in a situation like that and... The venue has venue cap limits. And that happens too. <laughs> I know it does. Well, what's your relationship like with your parents? I mean, are they those type of parents that you just, that they're in charge and you're a little bit too scared or you like, well, I don't care, you know, I get the final to say, final say decision. What's your relationship like with your parents to start with yeah. as to how you negotiate this? Because I know if I said that to a couple, instantly they'd go, oh, my God, you couldn't tell my mum that. Yet someone else could go, oh, my mum's cool with whatever I want to do. Yeah. So you have to understand the relationship you have, what the dynamic is, and how you're going to handle it. Because also you might get your way for your wedding, but then you might cause a family riff that goes on for generations, that's then affected your parents, whereas they hold you responsible where they can say, I told you I needed to invite them and now it's ruined everything. It's, it's, honestly, families are so tricky. Who would be a family therapist? I just 
couldn't go there. I think that would be worse than a wedding planner. Oh, <laughs> I absolutely got time. I really worse. think that that would be worse because than a wedding every planner. family has their own rules and their own dynamic, and there's just no two families that are the same. Yeah, that. So you're gonna have to really sit down and don't do it via text and or messenger or on the phone. You're gonna have to meet up with mum and dad, have your little book with your notes, and say, okay, let's have a coffee or a wine or something, and let's go through and discuss this and what are our deal breakers and what we want, what you want, and let's see if you can maybe negotiate to a healthy outcome. Yeah, maybe that could be a job. Becoming a wedding negotiator Ooh, between a wedding negotiator. between um, between parents oh, like and that. brides and grooms. I think I'd want to wear a suit of armour. <laughs> yes, sitting in the middle of that, or there would be no sharp knives at the table, <laughs> and there'd be plastic glasses. Yes, absolutely. So that it's just I, I hate going, being this old uh, iffy, but it's tr- it's a reality. Reality is it's tough, yeah. and someone's always going to be happier. Is it going to be you? Is it going to be the parents? I mean, what's going to make your life easier in the long run? Yeah. Who's going to win in a sense? I think that's a good point, making sure that in the long run it is okay as well and not just think about the immediate situation. Yeah. Not fun, not fun. So if you're a bride or a groom and you feel like some of your friends are more family to you than your own family... Again, what what advice or what would you do, you know? Like, mum and dad are like, you have to have these people. Or, Their blood. Yeah. Their and relatives. then it's like, but yet, yeah, you bet. Yeah. yeah. I think society's changed so much that you would hear this, and I hear it all the time, that people say, oh, I've got a group of friends around me that are more family mm-hmm. than any family has ever been to me in my life. They are the ones who are so important. Yep. And if you feel really heartfelt about <coughs> that, Excuse they me. have to be your sort of family and you have to make that known. But I think your family would understand because I'm sure they've been involved in celebrations and Christmases and engagements that they feel like you know, that's their second or third daughter or son and that they are a part of the family. So it's real. What do they say? You, can, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. Exactly. And that's why people are choosing friends to be family sometimes because they do just fit the bill. Yeah. It, it's, just, it's just so tricky. Do you think it all, I guess if we're going to say what's the, what's the outcome to these tricky situations and in a in a sense it's nice to find a word that brings it all together and for me the word that would bring that all together would be communication yes yeah i think that yeah it's it's so not assuming yeah. but communicating oh my mum will want this well ask your mum don't assume she might might not be what you think she's going to be yeah communication and you know we've got this world now of devices in our hands everything's at our fingertips communicate communicate and we have never been so bad at communicating as what we are today and so disconnected because no one picks the phone up no one sits and talks i can say oh sarah you're a pain in the butt and if i put that in a message you would go oh that was a bit rude but if i'm sitting here with you going oh you're a pain in the butt sarah we'd have a laugh because you can't put inflictions and into, into it, yeah. a message. So sometimes things have to be done, even not over a phone, got to be done face-to-face. Yeah. 
And I think that also that comes back to respect. And you might not necessarily like certain people in your family or that type of thing. But I think that you could at least give them respect to talk to them about what's bothering you with your wedding day or if you have to have people there that you don't want there. I think that you could at least respect each other enough to have a civil conversation. Yeah, have the conversation. You know? Because you're, there might be, for example, there might be an uncle for whatever reason in your whole life you've just, yeah, don't really like, okay? But it's your mum's brother. And unless you're sitting and saying, you know what, mum, I want to talk to you about something and I want you to, I want to explain to you in my whole life growing up, this is how my uncle's made me feel. And for you to communicate your real thoughts could be just such an eye-opener that she might say, I'm so sorry, I never actually realised that. Yeah. I understand why you don't want him to be at your wedding. So sometimes you might know, but you've never expressed it to someone. They might just think you're being nasty. That's so true. So honest, open yeah. dialogue is the only way you can handle these delicate situations. Yeah, that's good advice. So what if someone just decided to elope? They think it's all too much. They don't want to have to deal with all of that. How do you think families would handle that? <laughs> you know? Oh, you see, I love that so much. It's aren't I awful? I love, I love the thought of a couple being so sure of themselves, being so in love and being so confident about their future. They just want to be married that, they don't care what anyone else thinks. See, I think that's a relationship that's going to go the distance. I love the thought of them coming back from whatever and just going, oh, by the way. <laughs> you see, I love it. But, man, you could end up having your parents disown you. I mean, I know, right? Because I, I can see my problem is I can see a lot of different angles in that. What if your son... Oh, don't say it. Yeah, because yeah he, I'm going to say, no, what if... he has literally said this to me. So if you, you <laughs> imagine, all. right, if um, oh. your son has... Um, he's been with someone for ages. They go away on a holiday, right? You've got no idea. He comes back and they both put the hand out and go, by the way, look what we did when they were away. I, I'm going to cry thinking yes. about it. Like See, I just You wouldn't deal well with that, but, would you? No. I but wouldn't. would he do that knowing that? Yes, he would. <laughs> he would. That's what I mean. He's sure of Brave himself, boy. you know. But it's like, and I can understand where he's coming from because obviously he has seen, well, he was six when Paul and I got married. So he saw what it was like. He referred to it as our wedding. I think he thinks he's yes. done that. Yes, that was his wedding. <laughs> yes. You know, so I think that in his mind, oh, I've done the wedding thing. And he I, he has literally said to me, and I wonder if it's because he has been involved in my wedding business. Probably. And you then, scared him off. And that it, I think so. I genuinely think so. And he has said to me, Mum, I've seen so many people get married. I've seen... What can happen with the arguments? I've seen what can happen with, you know, people only doing things to please other people. And he's like, I'm probably going to elope and I'm probably not going to tell you. And I'm just like devastated at that thought. But I know that I can see where he's coming from, but it would still break yeah. my heart. He's obviously you know? very confident in his relationship with you that he knows even though that you might not talk to him for a day or two, he knows <laughs> yeah, he that you would just embrace it. But I don't believe you're going to run off and do that 
if you would know that it would literally pull your family to pieces. I think those people that do yeah. it know that it's going to be okay. Yeah. But I think it's brave. You know, love needs to be brave. And I just, I, I love it. And I would say good on him, but my God, I'd be heartbroken. So would you, would you want, he knows that if he got married that you would insist on planning every part of the wedding. No, I would Wouldn't do, you? No, I would do anything he wanted. Like, honestly, oh. I, I do not But wouldn't care. you want to if he said, Mum, I just want you to handle it? You'd I, kind of... I, I honestly... I honestly think I don't, I don't think I would want to. Yeah, but that means then on the wedding you'd be, oh, that person's hopeless and that one's not doing no, the right thing. No, but I would just like to be a mother of the groom. Hmm. I know that and I, I hear myself saying that I'm a walking contradiction. I might change my mind yeah. tomorrow. But having said that, I honestly think that from what I have seen and knowing how he feels about things... I would just not want to step on anyone's toes. Yeah. He can have 10 people. He could have a 1,000 people. He could have like a flash mob wedding. I would not care as long as I was there. You know it's not going to come down to him because it's usually up to the bride whether she wants to wear the dress or not. I so know. even if he wants to elope, she might be like, nope, I'm wearing the dress. I'm doing the whole bride thing. Which, you know, who knows? That might happen. But, um, but yeah, no, I would... I would honestly be okay with anything he wanted to do if I could be there. And maybe that's his reverse psychology working mm. on me because maybe he's thinking, right, if I tell mum she can't be at my wedding, she's just going to let me do anything and she's just not going to worry about a thing. He's playing you, Sarah. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, it's, it, it's very tricky. It's very tricky and I think it would be hard for people to run off and elope and make that decision, depending on their family. You'd be a little bit scared coming back to telling them, wouldn't you? You'd be terrified. Once again, no sharp knives or glasses <laughs> at the table. Can we have some plastic cutlery over here, please? Do it in a public place so you hope they don't cause a scene. Absolutely. I agree. So another question for you. I don't have any family, so I don't want a big wedding, but my partner does. What? What should I do? Oh, gee, that's a tough one because I've actually done weddings and recently where I've gone to do the family photos and there's been 40 people for one side and two for the other. Mm. And I even, I don't know if you, I, I actually put it online, I jumped in with the groom because I think he had two people there and I went, well, I'm going to just come in and be a party family. So I just <laughs> jumped into the family photo just yeah. to, to lighten things. Look, it felt a bit strange, but only for that little family photo moment. Yeah. And then you don't really notice because it's not like it used to be everyone on the bride's side on that side and everyone on the groom's on that side. It's more mixed together and it just meant the one that didn't have much family had more friends. Yes. And yes. it's not often your fault if you don't have a lot of family. Like I have literally zero family, you know, a couple of people. And my partner's got hundreds. So as long as that doesn't bother you, what does it matter? Yeah. But if it really bothers you, I believe your partner would be sensitive enough to say, well, we need to organise a loping or something a little bit different that feels more fair. How do you both feel? Once again, it's that discussion, isn't it? That real honest discussion. Yeah, communication. It all comes back to communication when we're talking about difficult topics it's always about communication in weddings and in life hey i have to tell you this story okay this literally happened yesterday i actually got my phone went into the room my partner was in you have to listen to this 
I've just read this on a uh, an overseas group and it said hey girls I'm getting married and I don't have any family where I live so I'm looking for a bunch of girls to be my bridesmaids and I had oh to read gosh. it twice to think is this a joke fair income so and then I looked and there was like 200 comments so all these girls are going I'll be your friend I'll be your friend oh far and out. I literally just read that yesterday and I thought oh it's weird but it's really cute at the same I time. Know. She goes, I just, in America, n- no one is there. Can she start making friends to be her bridesmaids? Oh, my gosh. Things still shock me to this good day. Good on her, though. Like, good on her. I thought that was hilarious. And yeah. Imagine during the speeches now, with the maid of honour like to come up, yes, now, I'd like to talk about, I've known the bride now for four weeks and three days. and um, I th- It's been I th- the best four weeks and three <laughs> days of my life. <laughs> it's very cool, isn't it? Oh, that, yeah, that's... Just when I think I've heard it all, then I read something and go, I haven't heard it all. Yeah, keeping you on your toes. I oh, yeah. Well, I would just like to ask you the question about that one time when the bridal party were entering the reception and they were kind of being followed in by, like, this massive storm tsunami, whatever on earth it is that you want to you want to tell me about <laughs> big act of god yeah okay that's how we will refer to it the big act of god was following them in what on earth happened it was insane because the venue where i'm doing my weddings is a country venue and it's a beautiful big marquee so it means if you've got to close the front you can't do it in two seconds it's not a door you've got to get up a ladder you've got to you know lace it up in three panels so as they're standing out under the dome ready to be announced in to come through i'm just sort of looking behind going am i seeing things or is this like a movie like watching independence day or something and when you're watching it right and i'm kind of going i'm going to my mc look behind and i end up just going run and this wind came from nowhere like a movie and i do have a video somewhere i'll have to find it somewhere where as they ran in this storm blew through (gasps) and we were up ladders we were i was literally hanging off from the front of the tent we couldn't close the front it was just the craziest thing you've ever seen It was like a movie. So, I mean, it was a great story. And we managed to get the front closed and keep everybody safe. But that was the closest and tightest weather situation I think I've ever been involved in. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks for sharing that. It's only ever happened once. (laughs) That is a big act of God. (laughs) The gods were angry that day. (laughs) And my MC was just, you know, on the microphone going, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm pleased it all worked out in the end. It did. And thank you for sharing. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast episode, please leave a comment below. And be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified of our next podcast release. Looking forward to talking to you all then. Bye for now.